what's up everybody how we all doing um back on the podcast for episode number two i hope everybody that listened enjoyed the first one uh we did a little bit of a name change for this one um dante of all people actually reached out to me with an idea and um it was all right he wanted me to go with the book of john which i thought was a little uh you know, probably a little bit better than the Hot Take Kevin. That was a little, that was a little force. Um, but we're gonna try this new one, and I'm just gonna simply call it what it is. I'm gonna call it John and his laptop, and um, you know, I'm not doing the show with anybody, so I might as well throw some, some recognition on the guy who's actually helping me here in my laptop. So, <clears throat> you know, that's what we're gonna go with moving forward. Uh, it's not very funny, uh, but you know what? It's still a working title. And uh, I hope to get a little bit less shit uh, about this one than I did for Hot Take Kevin because, I mean, I, I'm with you guys on it. I, that, that was not very good at all. So uh, here I am, John and his laptop. I'm sticking with it for now. We'll see if it changes next week, but that's what it's going to be for this week. Um, not going to go back to the football, and hopefully we'll not get in as deep as I did last time and take up a whole hour because I doubt anybody actually listened to the full hour ended up being like uh actually like 19 views on the last podcast which i was actually pretty pretty impressed with them <laughs> we got that many people to listen to it but um you know i'm hoping to keep it under 60 minutes this time and kind of keep it short and sweet so you guys just don't have to hear me rambling on and on and on because then nobody's going to listen to it I mean, I, I I don't even like the sound of my own voice, so I can't imagine anyone else does out there either. So um, gonna hit a little bit on baseball today. Uh, gonna try and steer clear of everything that's going on in my personal life, uh, except for the fact that I rumor Friday'd you guys pretty hard last week. Uh, I actually have been doing so for the last month or two because I've been saying that I'm going to quit my job. It was supposed to be June 22nd was the, the date that it was supposed to be. And guess what? It's August 1st and I'm still there. And what I told you last Friday was a total lie. Um, so, you know, I don't, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know if that's really me punking you guys or or me punking myself, but... Still at the job. Um, don't really know what I'm going to be doing. Mentioned the, uh, you know, the internships that I got feelers out for right now. I might go back to school. I don't really know what's going to happen. I'm just the only thing I do know is I'm going to keep pumping these podcasts out, um, and uh, hopefully move out of the shithole of an apartment that I currently live in found a cockroach i woke up like 2 a.m last night i go take a piss and i I didn't turn the lidar on or anything into the bathroom and the first step that i took in there was a cockroach right by my foot and i stepped right on it and got like killed it and (laughs) stuck to the bottom of my foot and everything so um one more month in this shithole and then i'm out of here but uh you know keeping you guys up to date flying under the radar uh just gonna be doing my thing and we'll see what happens um couldn't honestly give you an actual end date of when the job is supposed to be it was supposed to be june 22nd and i'm still there so hopefully within these next two weeks it's my tenure lydeck is finally over and um it'll probably be the best day of my life but uh enough about me you know how i like to talk about me um Let's get into let, 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 let's let's get into it. Um, I wanted to hit on uh, baseball this week just because uh, you know football. As much as you know, everybody wants to talk about it. Fantasy's coming up and everything. I know you guys don't want me to talk about fantasy because you think it's lame or whatever, but um, you know it's coming up quick. But obviously, preseason games haven't even started yet, so. Um, can't fill up too much. Uh, I I recorded all of the picks that I made for the over-unders last week and put them in an Excel sheet, so I'll keep that around just to see how we do. Um, so I'm thinking we're going to touch on baseball 
this week, and then uh, I'm not really sure. It's just going to be kind of random week to week, but uh, I'm going to try and uh, try and uh, hit on things that I think are relevant, and uh, just give you guys what I what I think about them, and uh, we'll see how it goes. So, without further ado, um, basically what I did today was I went team by team uh, in the American League and the National League and just kind of did an overview of what I think about their rosters, what I think about um, their playoff chances going forward. And I, I really only talked about the teams that are in it. I mean, it's not. I'm not going to waste anybody's time and talk about the freaking Mets. Um, you know, sure, I could talk about what I wish they would have done, but really just trying to focus in on the contenders and what I, the, the thoughts I have on what they did at the deadline, how I think they're going to stack up in uh, their respective leagues, whether or not they have a legitimate chance, whether or not they're actually going to make the playoffs. So just went team by team and kind of put my thoughts down and, um, and um, my takes and whatever. So the first team, obviously that, that that's, and I try to keep it all relevant too. So yeah, you'll see. I'm not going to talk too much about the teams that nobody gives a shit about. So first and foremost, what do you think was the team that first came to mind? The Yankees. So for me, I've been saying it um, for a while now. Um, you know, pretty much everyone here in New York, you know, Yankee fan, Yankee fan, Yankee fan, everybody's excited about the Yankees. It's all you hear on the radio. It's all these idiots that call in the WFAN and think that, you know, oh, we were going to trade uh, fucking Brandon Drury and a bag of balls for Jacob deGrom and, and, and maybe the Nationals will get a, are, are going to start losing so we'll get Max Scherzer too and, and we'll give them Didi and, and that'll be enough. Happens every day. Thank God the trade deadline's over so we don't hear those idiots anymore. But um, what they did do is they went out, they got J-Hap, they got Lance Lynn, and they got Zach Britton. And they got some first baseman like minor leaguer, I'm not 100% sure, but we're not even going to get into that. Um, you know, they needed starting pitching help. Funny how today, like, Hap had the hand, foot, and mouth disease. Like, a <laughs> what, what was it, a week? Was it a week last week that Noah had it, too? I mean, that's just unbelievable. And I'd never heard of that in my entire life. He had two starting pitches in New York get it, but you know, Jay Hap is... 35 years old, mid-4 ERA, good back-of-the-rotation guy, um, you know, solid pickup for them. Lance Lynn, I don't know if anybody knows this, but Lance Lynn is literally like 315 pounds. I caught a little bit of the Yankee game, I was streaming it at my desk today, just because I wanted to, I wanted to see if they were going to actually lose to the Orioles or not, which was a terrible loss. Um, and this guy is just a freaking tub of lard, but he actually pitched pretty well, um, and obviously Zach Britton can be one of the most dominant relievers in the game, um, but my questions here are, I mean, it's been the same thing all season, been saying it for a long time, that starting rotation is not good, um, Severino over the last month has actually been really bad, you know, they're saying, there's rumors that he's got a tired arm, um, and that they might potentially shut him down for a bit. I think it's pretty fair to say at this point, um, you know, depending on how the weekend goes, it's a little bit different now that Sale is out. But if they lose three out of four games to Boston, they're looking at seven games behind in the division. Why wouldn't you just shut him down and, and rest his arm for a bit and, and get him go back going, you know, late August, early September? Um, you know, he's been giving up five, six runs a game, couple homers a game after being, I mean, arguably the best pitcher in the American League in the first half. Um, so without him pitching well, you're not going to convince me that Tanaka is as good as his record. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's 10-2, and, and his 
ERA is is I'm I'm just gonna look it up. It's either low fours or mid fours, let's see. Tanaka right now. Okay. Alright, a little I guess it's a little bit better. I know he had a, that complete game shutout and he pitched well the other day. Uh so he's nine and two with three eight four. I mean you know, I how good can you feel about that? I guess you could feel he's been pitching well recently. Uh still don't know how great you can feel about him. So let's uh, I'll still give you him. Severino struggling. You got old and overweight CC Zabathio. Is he going to be able to keep giving you quality starts down the stretch here? Um, Sonny Gray is a terrible. Uh, what I heard today a little bit from Michael Kay is that he's probably going to be... He's probably out of the rotation after today. He's starting Baltimore. Two and two-thirds, seven earned against Baltimore. <laughs> who literally just gave up everybody. Um, he's probably out. Hap's on the DL. Hap still... Not great. Um, and now you have Lance Lynn coming in. I mean, do you really feel good about any of those guys? I understand that today is a bullpen league and everybody likes the bullpen and you just got to get through five innings and then the bullpen can handle the rest. But, I mean, just think about some of the starters that I'm going to get into a little bit with the Astros, the Indians, and the Red Sox. I mean, if Severino's not in tip-top shape, the Yankees' rotation is not even close. And I know they make up ground in the bullpen, and obviously their lineup, when Judge is healthy, is probably the best lineup in baseball, pound for pound. But if you look at how they've played over the last month or so, even a little bit before the All-Star break even, they're having trouble scoring runs at times because Miguel Andujar is has the highest batting average on the team at 291. You don't have anybody who's consistently, you know, getting hits, base hits. All these guys like to hit home runs. I would say Andujar and, and Torres are probably their best pound-for-pound pound hitters, and they're, and those guys are rookies. You know, Gardy's batting 250. Hicks is batting 250. Didi's batting 260. Stanton is Stanton. But you get, you have these guys with low batting averages, so they're going to go through stretches, and it's almost like you kind of have to hope that they get hot at the right time because they can't seem to manufacture runs through small ball that I think some of these other teams in the American League are going to be able to do based on their personnel. So, um, you know, I, I don't want to shit on the Yankees. They're... They they have the second best record in baseball. They're on pace to win 102 games, but I think there's some serious flaws here that I think have been exposed over the last month, not entire month, just a little bit before the All Star break. They kind of stumbled in. Then you know they didn't look great against the Royals. Judge broke his wrist. Um, so I think there's definitely cause for concern there, unless they start picking it up down the stretch, but. Major questions about being able to manufacture runs. Severino hasn't looked good, and the rest of the starting staff is not good at all. The only thing I know for certain is that they have the best bullpen in the league, and that's obviously going to help them, and they're still going to win close. They're they're either going to win 100 games. They're going to win somewhere around 97-plus games, regardless of what happens. But, um, you know, I think that they definitely have some holes that couldn't really have been addressed in this in this um, trade deadline market, unfortunately. But, um, you know, I think there's definitely cause for concern here. And, and um, we'll see what happens with the Red Sox series. I mean, for me, like I said earlier, if they lose three out of those four, I think you've got to sh- shut Severino down for a while. And have them try and come back as strong as ever in, in September and see where you go and hope your bats get hot. And we'll see what happens with Judge. Um, speaking of Judge, uh, I have a couple bets out there for a couple hundred dollars that uh, he would bat. Over, uh, I have that he would bat under 250 for the season. But he has to play a minimum of 125 games. So he's batting 285 right now. He's played in 99 games. 
And they said minimum three weeks he's going to be out before he could swing a bat. So <laughs> I'm really teetering the line on that one. We'll see. I don't think there's any way he's a 250 hitter anymore. I was wrong um, from what I thought last year. But I'm really keep your fingers crossed for me that I don't have to pay out those bets because I'm not going to have a job pretty soon. Um, so, yeah, that's where I'm at with the Yankees. Uh, I wouldn't feel great as a fan. Um, as for the Red Sox, I would feel really great. I actually really like what the Red Sox did, and I'm not just trying to be a Yankee hater here. I'm I'm trying to give you, in these podcasts, I'm trying to give you my God's honest opinions. Um, and uh, you know what the Red Sox did, picking up Kinsler, uh, who was a Gold Glove finalist last year at second base, a huge upgrade over Eduardo Nunez and Brock, Brock Holt. He's also a pretty solid bat, good veteran player. Um, played in playoff games. I I think that was a great get for them. They didn't have to give up that much. Um, when the rotation is finally healthy, Sale, Price, Rodriguez, Porcello, numbers-wise, these guys are great. I don't know how much I trust them in the playoffs. Um, it's interesting to see, um, you know, Price, Price is, has it, you know, if you really break down his numbers, he has had a better uh, better playoff numbers than his reputation. And I think that, you know, if, if he could somehow get... he The last time he pitched against Philly, he looked great. You know, if you can get Tampa Bay playoff David Price, um, it's a game changer. That's a that's a far fetch, but uh, between him, Porcello, you know, you really can't trust him. Uh, he led the league in losses last year, and he won the Cy Young before. He's winning a lot of games this year, but his ERA is high. He's kind of like the Tanaka of this staff, even though Tanaka is probably better historically in the playoffs. I still. You know, they still have that same kind of feel. It really could go either way. Rodriguez, same thing. I mean, great record, good ERA. Um, how much experience is he? Not much. These guys don't have that much experience. And and the guy that you would trust the most, Sale, um, has a huge reputation of just flaring out in the second half. And I think maybe that's what they're doing. I don't really know how severe this injury is um is he really legitimately injured or are they just trying to limit his innings i don't know uh it's a concern either way the fact that they have to shut him down um especially with the series big series coming up against the yankees you would think that they probably should have if it wasn't serious they would have waited until after the yanks to, to shut him down for a while and limit his innings but i don't really know what's going on there but i don't think you can really trust all four of those guys, I think um, it's still a step above what the Yankees have just based on talent um, and youth. These guys have youth on their side um, and have all, you know, performed at, at an extremely high level. I mean, you know, compared to an older CC, um, Jay Happ and Lance Lynn and guys like that, I mean, Chris Sale has finished top five in the Cy Young like five times. David Price has won a Cy Young. Porcell's won a Cy Young. And Rodriguez has been great this year. Um, so if everybody's healthy and the Sale injury isn't legit and they can keep his arm fresh for October, I think it's a much better step than the Yankees. But still, not trusting them. Not 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 gonna tr- Not gonna completely sell myself on trusting them. Um, you know, that you would see, I guess, Yovaldi and Pomeranz move into the bullpen and kind of help them out with those four starters and kind of bolster that bullpen. Still not a great bullpen, but, um, you know, when you look at their lineup, they got two MVP candidates. They got guys, they have what the Yankees don't have. They can manufacture runs. They got guys with speed. They got guys that get on base. They got guys that hit for average. Their lineup top to bottom is incredible. The only thing that I would like to see them do more is probably pick up another bullpen arm um, and probably a catcher 
during waivers. A guy like Devin Mezzarocco from the Mets would actually make a lot of sense. Doesn't hit for high average, but he actually brings some pa- a power bat behind the plate. I mean, I I caught the Sox Phillies game uh, last couple nights, and they're just not getting anything from their catchers. So anything would be an upgrade. And obviously another bullpen arm couldn't hurt either. Um, but it's pretty hard to hit on a team that's uh, um, four, 40 plus games over 500 or whatever they are. So I think they're in good shape. Um, you know, the questions that they have is just reliability and, and availability right now. And uh, we'll see how that shakes out down the stretch. Um, you know, I still think. Uh, this next team, the Astros, are are still the team to beat. Um, I was looking at their run differential today. Their run differential is plus 180. And Correa has been on the DL. He's been on and off the DL this year. Altuve's been hurt this year. Um, they could probably, I mean, they have needs, you know. they, they Those guys have been hurt. Um, they've gotten virtually nothing out of left field. Um... I mean, their corner outfielders in general just not outstanding, but their starting pitching is head and shoulders above everybody else. It's incredible. I mean, between what you've gotten from Cole and Morton and obviously Verlander, Keuchel has not had a great season, but he's still Dallas Keuchel, and he showed you what he could do in the postseason last year. I wouldn't give up on him. Lance McCullers is also having a great year, and he's going to move into the bullpen, and he's going to be another arm. The back end of the bullpen is obviously still a concern, but um, it was last year, and it didn't seem to matter. Um, you know, they made a couple moves and got a couple decent arms in there. Uh, you know, that kid who beat up his girlfriend in Toronto or whatever, they're taking a gamble on him. He was an all-star last year, so... You know, as long as he can keep his head on straight, uh, he seems to be a pretty good pitcher. Um, so, you know, as long as, you know, if, from what it sounds like, their lineup is going to get healthy before the end of the year. Unless something happens to these starters, um, I think it's clearly, they're clearly still the team to beat. Um, despite, you know, a couple of their bullpen struggles, these starters just, um, you know, as I said earlier, it is a bullpen league, but what happened last year, the team with the best starting pitching won the World Series, so they're still well in that position. And if I'm Houston Astros, I'm feeling great about the, the prospects of winning another, uh, winning back-to-back World Series. Um, but I do think, probably for me, um, the, the Indians might very well be the closest to the Astros. I know that's I don't <clears throat> I know that's a little bit off the beaten path and I'm not really sure why. Um Jose Ramirez is quietly having like I mean he he very well he's right in that category with um with Trout with Betts. Um Martinez doesn't play the field so he gets a little bit discredited but just as far as around all-around baseball player, I mean, he is. There's you can't argue against the fact that he's top three player right now, position player. And he's unbelievable, and between him and Lindor, and Brantley and Encarnacion, and Alonso is having a decent year. Jan Gomes is having a decent year. They, they got bats up and down that lineup outside of the corner outfield position or excuse me I think it's actually center field and right field Brantley plays left field they just picked up Martin from the Tigers who's a good defensive center fielder all right at the plate you're going to get about 250 15 home runs 20 something stolen bases from him solid player um Even with those two weaknesses, everybody's going to have weakness um, in their lineups. Um, they hit for average. They hit for home runs. Lindor and Ramirez steal bases all the time. They scored today on a double steal 
great base running, great manager. And they're also first up on the waivers. So um, they're going to get the, the, the cream of the crop that's available in waivers. And who's to say that they're not going to get a corner outfielder um, when that starts up? Uh, people forget that waivers is extremely important. That's how the Astros got Verlander last year. Um, so with the Indians, I think they're in a very good position um, they they have a good lineup already. Could use another outfielder. They're probably going to get one. Um, Andrew Miller's going to come back. They picked up Brad Hand. Cody Allen is also like a really good reliever who had a pretty bad second half. Who's starting to pick up pick it up now? And they got that guy Adam Simber. All of a sudden, the bullpen that was the worst in the league in the first half suddenly looks pretty good once everybody gets back and healthy. Um, and then their rotation. I mean, Kluber, Carrasco, uh, Clevenger. Who am I missing? Um, who the hell am I missing? I'm missing a big one. Uh, let's see. Oh, Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer is, Trevor Bauer is right up there with American League Cy Young candidates this year. The starting rotation is unreal. So, um, you know, it, it's not as good as Astros, obviously, but, I mean, it's very, very good. Um, and, you know, I think they're, they're closest, you know, to, to a complete team. Um, you know, that the bullpen has to come around. I'm expecting it. I'm basing this off of everything that I expect. If that bullpen comes around, and they use their waivers and pick up a corner outfielder. And this team is as strong as it was last year. Um, and in my personal opinion, uh, you can trust their pitchers, their starters, more than you're going to be able to trust Boston's at the end of the day. Um, just because of Boston's recent history and these pitchers' recent history, um, I feel better than, than, about them than the Yankees uh, because of their starting rotation. Um, and their lack of ability to get to manufacture runs. I think the Indians have it all. They need another piece or two, and it sounds like they're going to get it. Um, so for me, they're probably, I would expect an Astros-Indians ALCS if I were to base it on what I'm seeing today. Uh, you know, I think you can mix and match any four of these teams, and I don't think anybody's going to be surprised. But from my personal opinion, I think for me, everything's lining up in the Indians' favor. And I would expect, I'm expecting to see Astros Indians, um, something that we thought we were going to get last year and we didn't. Um, I don't think Seattle really has, I don't think Seattle's even going to make the playoffs. Um, they have a negative run dif differential and they're only a game ahead of the, the A's right now who are playing out of their mind and honestly if I were a Yankee fan I would be very concerned to play Oakland a lot of they hit a, they hit a ton of home runs they got guys with high on base they got some speed um, their starters aren't great um, but their bullpen their bullpen is is honestly right up there with the Yankees I mean this guy uh, Lou Trevino and and uh, and what's his name? Uh, their closer, I can't remember. I, I can't find it. Now their closer is really good. Lou Trevino might be the be one of the best relievers in baseball, and they picked up Familia, who's probably a little overrated from what I've seen with the Mets, but still, this is a team that's going to win ninety plus games. The wild card game is really scary. That's why you want to. Do it. That's why. That's where the incentive is to win your division, so you don't get stuck in one game. I mean, the Yankees last year down three nothing in the first inning ended up making it to the champ to game seven of the ALCS. But still, you don't want to put yourself in that position. And I think Oakland is a team that could be scary in a one game playoff. But all in all, I think you're going to see the top four teams emerge. For the American League, I like the Strohs, I like the Indians, and I think the Strohs, Strohs are probably going to get back there again this year.
So that's it for the American League. There's really nobody else that's anywhere near uh, in play. Um, so we're moving into the National League. Um, so the first one I'm starting with is the Phillies. Um, you know, with the, when I was taking a look at the Phillies today, it's like it's like funny how it's like kind of reminiscent of, of the 76ers. You have two young, in my opinion, superstars on the squad already. I don't know if you guys have seen what Reese Hoskins has been doing since the start of the second half after the home run derby, but he's very well on his way to. Th- 30, 35 homers. He's already got 70-plus ribbies. And Aaron Nola is, like, undeniably an ace right now. I mean, I saw him pitch against the Red Sox the other night, and he was unbelievable. But having those two young superstars and a nice mix of veterans where you have Arietta, you have uh, Cabrera's there now, and they picked up Wilson Ramos, who's a great bat behind the plate. Um... They got a nice mix here, but I think it's definitely a little premature. Uh, their bullpen isn't great, um, but that lineup is is gonna hit. They got young, they got young, like I said, young and veteran guys up and down that lineup who can both hit for power and for average. They got some speed around the bases too. Um, I think that they're definitely a team that I, I they're definitely not a threat to win the pennant this year but they're that they're that they're that young team just like the Sixers it's a little before it's time but it's going to make some noise you know between Arietta and Aranola like the, those are tri- those are pitchers you're really going to trust in the playoffs and that and that young lineup if it gets hot at the, at the right time um, you know if everything comes together they they could make a trip I wouldn't be surprised if they make a trip to the NLCS. I'm not expecting it, but if they get hot at the right time and those pitchers are going in full force, that's a team that could be a little dangerous, um, but definitely a little premature. Uh, I love what they're doing down there. Uh, I think they made great moves. Just like the Sixers, they got a very nice mix of veteran and young players, and they have two guys I mean they're both 25 years old it looks like they're really well on their way to be superstars in this league and as a Met fan it pains me to see that because you know our division is it's pretty crazy right now with and and riddled with young talent that they that the Mets don't have at all but Phillies are in a good spot I, I if I'm a Phils fan I mean that was a pretty quick turnaround and and they're uh they're definitely looking pretty pretty darn good and same thing with the Braves um I think the Phillies are legitimate, are more legitimate, um, because they have more of the guys who have already been there and done that. Uh, you know, I think they're probably going to end up taking the division. The Braves, I think, are 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 definitely before their time. They don't have really the veteran pitcher who's won a World Series and won a Cy Young. They don't have a guy like Arietta. They don't really have too many position players that are veterans. I mean, Freddie Freeman is still only 28 years old. Enciarte is not a veteran. Really, the only guy over there is Marquecas, right? Um, and then in the pitching staff, Julio Tehran is is really the guy that everybody's looking up to, and he's got a mid-four ERA right now. So um, they don't really have that mix. They're way more of a young team. you got... Okunya, Camargo, Swanson, Ozzy Albies, all these guys are under 25 years old. Enciarte and Freeman are in their mid to late 20s. Um, Fultinowitz is really good. Newcomb almost threw a no-hitter against the Dodgers. But these again, these guys, you know, they're they're gonna hit their they're gonna hit career highs in innings pitched and and you're already seeing them start to slip a little bit because of that. So, you know, Gosman from the Orioles, good get, solid pitcher, but nothing's really moving them. Uh, I, I think the Phillies are much more well-balanced. Um, you know, the Braves probably have a little bit of a better bullpen, but it's really going to come down to the starters and, and the veteran leadership, and I just don't think the Braves are quite there yet. Um, 
this is still going to be a huge success of a season. I mean, I don't think anybody thought that the Braves would come anywhere near where they are. They're probably going to end up winning 85-plus, um, which is a good, a great spot for them. But the Phillies are premature. The Braves are even more premature. And um, I'm not really sure. I don't really expect them to make the playoffs um, this year. But next year, man, watch out. You know, if they can bring in some more guys, really some more quality veteran starting pitching, I think is really where they're lacking right now. Um, if they can bring in some guys like that next year, I mean, they're going to be unbelievable, just like the Phils. But uh, this year, I think, you know, they're going to slip right out of that race. I really just don't see it. I see them just kind of, you know, slowly but surely. I mean, they'll stay competitive for sure, but uh, they're slowly but surely going to work their way out of the race. And I think, honestly, I think as much as it pains me, I think the Nationals are going to come back and, and surprise everybody. Um you know, they're good for embarrassing the Mets like that once a year. Uh, and that could be kind of what lights the fire under their ass. I mean, Daniel Murphy has been invisible all season. Uh, and all of a sudden, you know, he has six RBIs, two home runs. He's right back in the heart of that order. They've got Juan Soto, Harper, Murphy, Rendon, Turner. Um, you know, Mark Reynolds has been playing well this year. I mean, they get they have so much talent in that lineup, and between their starters, I mean, Gio Gonzalez has been close to winning a Cy Young. Max Scherzer, obviously, and I don't know what what Strasburg's deal is with the DL, but if he can come back and if they could just survive with their starters, their bullpen isn't even that bad. Their starters have really been what's killing them lately. If they could pitch a little bit better and this lineup gets going, they're only five and a half back of Philly. I don't think they're going to catch Philly. I, th I think Philly's really legit. But they're only five out of the wild card, the second wild card right now, who is Colorado. <laughs> so there's really, I, I don't think it's as bad as they've been all season. If they win, you know, it's very possible that they pull Pirates and they win 12 in the next 13 games and then boom. What's everybody saying? You know, the whole narrative changes the locker room becomes a better place. You know, probably it was probably a huge boost to the lock to inside the locker room when they freaking scored 25 runs against the Mets. So, um, you know, my instincts are, gonna, are telling me that they're gonna they're gonna find themselves in the wild card this year. Um, they have they have guys who who have been there before. You know, been in the playoffs. They have never won anything, but they've been there. They know what it takes to get there. And honestly, if uh, if I were a betting man, which I'm not anymore, but if I were, I, I think the Nats make a very uh, sensible mid-season bet to win the National League pennant just based on the value that you'll probably get for them, considering that, that they may not make the playoffs. But if they do, I mean, hell, they, they got as, just as much talent as anybody. Um, so now we're going to move into the Central. Um, the Cubs. Love where the Cubbies at. Uh, I don't know where the Magic veteran pitching staff is anymore. I mean, a couple years you had John Lackey in his late thirties pitching like an all-star, sub three, low three ERA, back-to-back -back years. Um, I don't know where that veteran pitcher Magic is anymore. Uh, but I don't think it really matters. Lester is quietly having a Cy Young caliber year. And he just went through a rough July, but, I mean, he's still having a fantastic year. Uh, Quintana seems like he gives you one good start, one bad start, one good start, one bad start. He's got really good stuff. If he can get it going, he's another guy. We'll see what Hamels brings. Kendricks was so good a couple of years ago. I don't know what's going on with him. Um, but they really just got to get these, if each of these guys just get a couple good starts going in a row, that's all you need to just get the ball rolling. And if they're going, uh, you know, they made some moves with the bullpen and it looks good now. And obviously their lineup when Chris Bryant comes back from the DL is unbelievable. Their defense is great. They really just got to get these starters going a little bit. I don't know what's going to happen with you, Darvish. 
Um, you know, if he can come back and not be what he was with the Dodgers last year, but if he can be anywhere half as good as he was with the Rangers, then maybe he's a back end of the rotation guy. Maybe he helps in the bullpen in the playoffs. I don't know. If he can come back and look halfway decent, it helps them, right? I mean, it really comes down to if they just get some of these starters. If Hamels comes in and just looks like his old National League self before he moved to the Rangers, they get something cooking. I, obviously, their record is, is great, but if, if they get these starters rolling, I mean, geez. It's, not gonna, it's no real surprise that they're a favorite, but, I mean, if starters get rolling, man, then they got a legitimate shot to... To, to win it all again this year the Brewers not so much I was scratching my head a little bit the other day at some of the moves they were making I mean now it looks like Jonathan Scoop is going to play shortstop Travis Shaw is going to play second Moustakas is going to play third they're going to have a very deficient team defensively on the infield while their outfield is going to be outstanding defensively uh, I don't know if they're trying to do that because of they know that their starting pitching isn't so great uh, and probably give up a lot of fly balls. And obviously they're going to get a lot of offense from their infield with those three guys and Jesus Aguilar. But uh, defense-wise, it's pretty ugly. So I'm not really sure what they're doing there. Are they going to be able to score a lot, of, a lot of runs with these guys and Kane and Yelich? I mean, good lineup, no doubt. But... You know, deficient defensively in one aspect while being so good in the other is kind of how their staff is set up, too. Their starters are, are not good, but their bullpen is awesome. So, you know, they have huge holes, and they're trying to make it up with them with their very strong strengths. And I don't know if that really works. Um, like I was talking about with the American League teams last year, it was so obvious that starting pitching is still the most important thing. I don't care how good your bullpen is. Um, the Brewers, to me, are a little bit kind of parallel to what the Yankees, but the Brewers are more of like a homeless version of the Yankees. Obviously, they're not good. They got good bats, um, but they don't have any like bona fide superstars, obviously. They don't have Aaron Judge. They don't have Stanton. They don't have... Uh, Glaber Torres, they don't have studs like that, but you know, they still got good bats up and down that lineup, they got a great bullpen uh, despite some racist comments from Josh Hader, still very good bullpen, but um, you know, their record's great, there's no denying that but at this point um, I wouldn't be terribly surprised if they go through a huge slip and miss the playoffs. I wouldn't be surprised if they make the playoffs. I wouldn't be surprised if they win their own division. I wouldn't be surprised if they get the wild card. I don't really know what they're going to get. I just know that they're not going to win the National League pennant. I'm going to guarantee you that. But if they get themselves a couple of good starters next year, now we're talking. Now we're talking big time. They can hold on to these all these guys and get it and get a top. I think really all if they just get one top flight starter and then another good starter. I mean, now we're really talking. Um. Oh jeez, yeah, let me try. I'm just gonna try and run through the next couple of these pretty quickly. Uh, the Pirates. Um, they're another team. They're like the Braves. They're ahead of their time. Really like the moves that they made. Um, I think I like the moves that they made best out of anyone at the deadline. I think Chris Archer and Jamison Tyone could make a really good... If those two guys put it together, they could make a really, really, really good one-two punch in their starting rotation. Austin Meadows had so much hype, but he hasn't produced at all. I was looking at his numbers. He has not produced at all. I don't care if he was a top-10 prospect. So I don't really care that they gave him up and lost Garrett Cole and, and replaced him with Chris Archer. Garrett Cole didn't want to be there. Chris Archer wants to be there. They still got two really good young pitchers. Polanco is starting to put together a really good season. Starling Marte is very underrated. Josh Bell has been picking it up. Corey Dickerson, uh, nobody's heard about him all year, and and he's actually having a very productive season. And, and they have a good mix of veteran guys in there like David Freeze and Francisco Cervelli and all these guys are, are cheap, controllable assets 
that if they really want to go out and get someone big next year, they're going to, they're going to be able to do it. And, um, it's a really solid core. They got good, they got, they got two promising young starting pitchers and, uh, I fully expect them to be back in the playoffs soon. It's not going to happen this year. Like I said, ahead of their team, I really don't think they're going to they're going to be more of a 500 team. But man, they're looking pretty good for the future. And and if they can spend some of that money in the next couple off seasons, they'll, they'll definitely be back in the playoffs soon. Um, the Dodgers spend a little bit more time on the Dodgers. Um, you know, I don't know what it is with teams in California and just getting as much talent as they can get, no matter what. You know, like the Warriors, and now, now it seems like the Dodgers, and now the Warriors is baseball. You know, they didn't really need Brian Dozier, but, you know, it was, they were like, fuck it, let's go out and get him. Um, their lineup is, is stacked. I mean, you got... Puig, Bellinger, Kemp, when Turner comes back, you got him. I mean, maybe they made some of these moves because they didn't expect him to come back. I don't know. But if he comes back, you have him. You have Machado. You got Dozier. You got Max Muncy, Grandal. And then you got guys like Enrique Hernandez and Chris Taylor who probably, I think they combined for over four and a half wins above replacement. And those guys are sitting on the bench. And then on top of that, their bullpen is finally healthy. They had a sub-2 ERA in July. Kershaw, Stripling, who's come out of nowhere. He's been awesome. Rich Hill, Alex Wood. I mean, they've really more or less the same starting staff they had last year. They're, um, I mean, I think on paper, it's easily everybody's favorite to get back to the World Series. But I think the one thing with them is, like, I know they started off slow, but they're, they're not in first place. So nothing's a given with them. All the talent in the world is there, but they're not in first place. Uh, it's hard for me to gauge. I think, personally, it's a coin flip between them and the Cubs right now. That's what I would I would expect to see. Um, you know, a repeat of last year's NLCS. I think they're they got everybody beat by a pretty substantial margin. Would really like to see the Dodgers start to pull away here just to make me feel comfortable about that i think they're going to i mean they have just they just have too much talent to not so um you know you dodger fans out there i'd be feeling pretty goddamn good if i were you um the d-backs um i don't know i don't know the, the rotation is good their bullpen is good but i very i encourage you to to go and look at look at their position players. Obviously, they have Ball Goldschmidt, who's who's gonna. He needs to. It would be a real shame if he never wins an MVP. He's that good. But they got that guy Escobar from Minnesota. He's like a super utility player, having a career year. Him and AJ Pollock are really the only other two guys who you really look at and say, "Wow!" On offense, they don't. Besides Goldschmidt, I mean. I'd like to see how much of their offense he accounts for because it's got to be a lot. Because if you look at their depth chart for their position players, it's very underwhelming. And I, and in this league, you, in, with the lineups that the that the Dodgers and the Cubs and 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 the, the I mean the Brewers and now the Nationals are back in the in the mix. Like you're gonna need to score runs with those teams, and I just don't think the D-backs are gonna be able to do it. Um, you know, but you know they're still they're 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 the first place team in the West right now, so you can't knock them for that. But I definitely think that the Dodgers are gonna you know push them over to the side, and maybe the D-backs get a wild card or something. I'm I'm not really sure. I wouldn't be surprised if they miss it. Um, but you know their their staff is actually really underrated, and and maybe that's what helps them get there. But uh, you got to be balanced, and I just don't see uh, I don't see the firepower on offense to hang with some of these teams. <sighs> And then we finally get to the last team, which I don't even know why I'm bringing it up. I'm just going to bring it up. Colorado Rockies. Um, lineup has a lot of pop. It seems like every one of them is going to is going to be somewhere around 30 homers this year between Ian Desmond and Trevor Story and Charlie Blackman and Nolan Arenado. I mean, they got a lot of guys that hit a lot of home runs. Um, but, you know, obviously numbers are inflated from the home ballpark. Even Carlos Gonzalez is having a bit of a bounce back year. 
a um, lot of talent in that lineup. Um, home ball ballpark or not, the, those guys can hit. Uh, but the pitching is just dreadful. Uh, bullpen is actually pretty good, but when you look at their starters, man, like John Gray, like kind of emerged last year. It's like okay, he's going to be the ace. Like he actually looked really good last year. He was a high prospect, high draft pick, and everything. And this year, his numbers are just really bad. Um, they don't really have an ace. They don't really have it. I mean, he's he's probably. I mean. I guess you would consider, I don't know if he started opening day this year, but whatever he is, his ERA is 4.99, which is not good. He's got a winning record, but it's still, it's not good. Um, so I fully expect, I mean, this team is probably going to start losing games. I mean, when that when that pitching weakness catches up to their offense, you know, their offense is teeing off and has been the last couple of weeks. Um, that pitching is going to catch up to them, and and the, I mean it's inevitable that it's going to catch up, and um, they're another team that if they make the wild card, good for them. I, they're not they're not doing anything no matter what. I mean, for crying out loud, they have a negative. I don't trust it. You shouldn't trust teams that have a negative run differential, and they're the only one in the National League in the playoff hunt that does. So I don't know what that tells you, but. Uh, that is it. We got through that. Not as quick as I wanted to, but uh, 51 minutes now. <laughs> Pretty much running exactly where we were last time, but appreciate anybody who listened. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep these, uh, these notes that I have and kind of my predictions, and we'll revisit baseball uh, when it's all said and done with. Uh, maybe I'll do an update maybe at the start of September, late August, if anything really drastically changes, but I don't really expect it to. Um, so we'll see. Uh, we're going to go week to week on the different topics that I'm going to go through here. But until then, don't forget, tomorrow night, Hall of Fame game, baby. Football's back. So we're going to be doing a lot of that over the next couple weeks, training camp and everything, and who's looking hot, who's looking not, and maybe break down some of the more favorite teams in the region and 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 uh, maybe do an episode per team or something and what i think you know pats jets giants whatever um you know we'll see uh but again i appreciate anybody who listened to the full episode uh i'll keep them coming for you guys as long as you want them even if you don't want them i'm still gonna make them because i enjoy doing it so um <laughs> either way um be sure to tune in next week and uh, hopefully i'll have something good for you guys all right peace